So I was um, having a back and forth about Tether, and I was I was making the assertion that there's no way to prove that Tether has taken dollars in for every single Tether that they create. I was also making the point that we we are not told how Tether accumulates other assets that back its token. So yeah, um, because we're not, we are not insiders at Tether, um, and because Tether will not let everyone just come in and see their their bank accounts and see if actually the flows of new dollars coming in match how many Tethers they're assigning, we'll never know this. We'll never be party to it. Um, they might have several auditors that come in and try to create uh, confidence, but they won't actually ever tell us the complete picture. And if they're hiring these auditors, we don't know them. We don't, why should we trust them? Um, there's probably not really any consequence for them to lie. They have a huge incentive to not tell the whole truth because they're being paid by Tether, not, not every uh, citizen who uses Tether or every person that uses Tether. So my main point is that because we can't know the truth, um, people will claim that they're printing unbacked Tether. I don't like to use that phrase unbacked, which I've explained uh, previously, because again, I think you have to separate the backing of a, of a, of a stable coin from its actual creation. There's a two-step process in, in, in doing that and they're not conjoined. They're not conjoined like um, at birth or anything like conjoined twins. They're, they're separate steps. So um, both people who defend Tether, they're giving them what I call the benefit of the doubt, and they're trusting them, um, but they're alleging that they're doing things on the up and up. The other side that says, I don't trust Tether, um, I'm, I'm going to allege that they're printing these things out of thin air. I don't like the phrase, I don't like to use that phrase without defining it, but what I mean by that is that they're able to create these tokens and at the same time give them to people only for a promise to return future tethers plus interest of tethers at a later date. So it's like um, creating dollars with the treasury bond. It's the same thing. Um, and I, I'm assuming that they're doing this in tether. And in fact, we kind of have proof of this with the Bitfinex bailout because they created tethers and gave them to Bitfinex and it was an IOU that Bitfinex would then repay these tethers back plus interest over time. And this was um, a massive like uh, bailout. So I'm pretty confident that this wasn't tether going into the market with its dollars that it accumulated uh, by selling previous tether and then go buying them up and sending them to Bitfinex. That would have been a legitimate way to do it. But, um, there's too too big of a temptation, I think, for Tether to just print these in return for a note. And in fact, they do say that other assets back up their their Tether. And so if you you think about it, it's just a roundabout way of if they were to print dollars, sorry, print Tether, um, back it with real dollars, but then they wanted to like loan out Tether to certain people, um, they'd have to go back into the market, buy their own Tethers to lend them out because Remember that Tether, they create Tether, yes, but they give, they sign them to people um, based off of them giving them something. So they're supposed to not really have any Tether 
coins to, to play around with or to, to give out unless they go buy them up in the market. And that sounds really backward and weird, but at the end of the day, a note um, gets on their balance sheet and it looks the same. It looks the same as if they were to directly back their tether that they create with a note, or if they were to create a tether, get cash, but then take that cash, go uh, buy tether in the market, give that tether to someone in exchange for a promise or a loan. This is what we call commercial paper or commercial paper is just a loan. So whether you're doing that in tether or dollars is unclear. But my point is that I'm, a, so they're saying that I'm alleging that tether is printing these unbacked tethers. Um, and they're saying, well, that's wrong of you because this is an allegation and you don't have all the facts. Yeah, I don't have all the facts. I admit that, but neither do you because you are not an insider of Tether. And so we're both alleging, let's, let's be honest here. We're both making claims and, uh, or speculations about Tether since we're not insiders and until Tether or companies prove that they've actually sent dollars, uh, to Tether in exchange for these tokens or that Tether can prove that they've, you know, if they're going to, uh, send, um, Tether loans to people that they've actually gone into the secondary market, bought them with their reserves their dollars, and then sent them in exchange for a note. Uh, well, that would be a loan product backing up their, their, um, some tethers because you're exchanging dollars that used to back it up for a note. Uh, at least it would be the more honest way of doing it versus just creating the tethers, um, giving them, uh, immediately to Alameda research in exchange for a note or a promise, which I, I allege that they're probably doing that. It just makes more sense to me. Uh, it's more beneficial for them. Um, and until I'm proven wrong by, by them publishing all of their flows, all of their do dollars coming in, all the, like all the dollars going out and, and what they bought with it. Uh, I'm going to assume that they are creating these, uh, tethers um, in exchange for notes directly. So, um, and what I want to say here is that anyone who's defending them is, is also making an allegation, uh, maybe a positive one, but it's still an allegation or a claim that they can't back up because they don't, um, have all the information either. So one of these is called benefit of the doubt and is considered positive. And the other side, um, my point of view, uh, where I claim that they're doing something, um, which they claim that they're not doing in a, in a one roundabout way is considered, um, you know, an allegation I'm making unbacked allegations or claims, and this is considered negative. So I just wanted to point out that both are allegations, um, and that both should be considered morally the same. There shouldn't be a right and a wrong. There shouldn't be, oh, this, they're, they're assuming the best intentions. So they're good. And this, this person's, uh, me, I'm assuming sort of, uh, more negative nefarious things. And so I'm bad. No, I mean, we both, we both don't have the data. And so, uh, either side could, should be considered, um, legitimate for, for, for their claims. Now I'd almost say that, you know, giving someone the benefit of the doubt, it does sound better, right? It does sound better, but in finance, um, and in, in this case, Tether, which we have really no idea how it operates. Um, 
and there's a lot of incentive to scam in this industry or there's no regulations present really um, about the creation and distribution of these stable coins. I think it's just, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's unfair to say I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Really, if you're, if you're an analyst or if you're trying to critically think about stable coins, I don't think that that has its place. Um, so I think I would give them the benefit of the doubt, sort of, if they were more transparent, they were regulated in the sense that, and I don't even know how they'd be regulated in, in, in a way that I could still trust them because, um, a lot of the problems with the financial system today is that people assume something is regulated and then they assume it's not a scam. So it's sort of a stamp of approval on something um, and people assume it's safe. So I don't like that idea either. I'm just saying that um, I think that the the people that don't believe Tether, their, their criticisms are legitimate. And there's this saying in, in, in crypto, which I do not like, it's, it's called FUD. Oh, they're spreading FUD. And it's, it's basically stands for fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And, um, it, people just say this whenever there's a criticism and they're not really able to, I don't think, argue away the criticism, or maybe they think it's outlandish, but they probably can't think of an argument to say to these people that make it. And the, the reason why they're making it is maybe because they don't understand, but also because they don't have all the details. Um, there was this article yesterday that I saw that sort of prompted me thinking this way. And then I was arguing with a guy while well, talking, I'd say arguing, arguing with the guy on, on his blog that I respect. Um, but anyways, this article came out and it said, you know, two, there was two made major customers of Tether, um, in its early days in 2017 or something like that. And Alameda research came up and it was like the two major customers were responsible for, for a third of all tether issuance. And this is when tether issuance was really accelerating. Um, not sure the exact time period, but it was around there. And, uh, there's, you know, just, just comments about how, oh, people knew about this. This is, this has been known. Okay. <laughs> but the article was audience was for people who don't, didn't know about that for whatever reason, there's people in crypto who have a lot more information than other people. And I would assume that big crypto companies or big exchanges and, and these OTC desks, everyone who works intimately with, with stable coins on a very large basis, these big players, yeah, they probably knew this. Um, but the thing is, is that while there's open source and this industry is, is sort of known for the narrative of everything is, is known by everyone, it's open source, everyone can figure this out. Um, well, there's definitely private companies and they don't, they don't open source uh, information. Their whole business is not to, is to have a competitive edge. Um, and there's hardly any disclosures in this industry either because while I think a lot of things should be labeled securities, not many things are. Um, so there is this huge information asymmetry, especially when you have new people coming in who aren't privy to really what's going on 
behind the scenes with with Tether. So they just laugh it off and they say, "Oh yeah, this this has been this is known. This is not a big deal." Well, yeah, known to maybe a few people, but they're the people with the inside knowledge. Um, and these are the these people specifically, I would argue, are the ones purposely hiding some of these details from the the wider general public. Um, is it relevant? What are the implications of of these two companies being behind most of Tether's new issuance, a third of it in that time period? Um, they say this was for market making. Um, well, it just goes. It just it's another clue that um, well follow the paper trail. I'd like to see these companies, um, their bank accounts and where they sent dollars, or I'd like to see how they got these tethers. What was the deal that they got, that they got? Was it just a promissory note, which is what I think it probably was, or did they actually send real dollars? I don't actually know. Um, uh, but since they're not going to give us that information, we, we, all we can do is just allege, you know, and speculate that, that what they did was probably, uh, not what they say they do or and that's the problem is that they're very wishy-washy they say they don't have us customers yet we know that tether and uscc can basically freeze anyone's account um if, if there's what's considered a hack they can basically freeze and undo this transaction so even and this could be a us citizen um and clearly tether's uh, direct customers like ftx or whoever alameda research is and, and was selling to us-based customers i pretty much guarantee it um the funny thing is is that ftx now which is uh this um sam bankman fried's next newest exchange which he created i guess after alameda research um you know there's a us version right but then there's this before that there was just this this offshore foreign version which apparently sold all kinds of, of weird derivative products and had high margins, uh, enabled margin trading. They're not regulated. And so they should have been blocking U.S. customers. Um, and I don't know, you know, so apparently FTX U.S. doesn't allow certain things like that that are, would be illegal. Um, but, you know, were they blocking U.S. customers? I don't, to the other foreign exchange, I doubt it. I mean, I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt. I doubt it at least in the beginning. So uh, I got off. I got off track on a tangent here. But the whole uh, FUD thing, which is sort of a meme in crypto language and world, is sort of just to uh, to spread this this idea that oh, you shouldn't worry about it. It's not a big deal. We knew about this. They're trying. You know, they're trying to. Uh, pat on the shoulders everyone who's positive crypto saying there's no need to worry so this whole industry that's based off of hey do your own um, research you know don't trust verify ends up being yeah just trust us uh, we're gonna be sort of your guardians well I, I don't I don't know about you but I don't trust these people at all 